Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is going on, guys? And welcome to another episode of the Anime Boys Podcast. Um, it has been a fucking minute. Um, and I'm really glad to just be able to... I'm, I'm just surprised I'm even talking on a mic right now. Um, if you are new here and this is your first episode ever listening to the Anime Boys Podcast, uh, my name is Mitchell Pittman and I am the host. Um, yeah, I am. I am... <laughs> I am so ecstatic right now to even be talking. Um, it has been, it's been close to a year almost. I mean, we're in March right now that I'm recording this, and I think our last episode was in June. Um, you know, if anyone's, like I said, well, I was just saying a second ago, if anybody is new here, uh, this is the Anime Boys podcast where we just kind of talk about anime, life, you know, anything that, you know, in that culture we find really exciting or just, just in general about life. Um, but if you are a longtime viewer, I, I really do want to start off by saying just thank you. Um, thank you for listening to this one. Thank you for if you go back and listen to old episodes or even if you're just following up with me, like me as a person. Um, you know, a lot has happened between June and now. Uh, it, it's It's kind of been a lot of stuff that's kind of been life changing for myself. And, you know, when I'll, I'll get a little bit real here just about life and then we'll, we'll get to the anime part, you know, cause you know, at the end of the day, that's all why everyone's here. But, um, you know, back in June when we did our last episode, you know, at the time we, we had lost a lot of long time, you know, hosts that were with us, a lot of good friends. Um, and then a lot of just my own personal life just was not in the right. It, it, it still isn't. We're, we're working on it. It's life has not been in the right balance. And, and when I say that, and if any, and I know I, speaking with a lot of you that with people that listen to this and just, you know, knowing it, that can get really difficult and it, it's tough, you know, when, when you, when, when life, and I'm just trying to get my words together because this is something I've been wanting to say and wanting to do this for such a long time. I've been wanting to get on here and talk because at the end of the day, this is this is something that I enjoy. This creative avenue for things is something I enjoy. I enjoy getting on a mic. I enjoy talking. I enjoy talking about things I love. I love telling stories. I, I think that's something that I'm attempting to rediscover right now. Um, but yeah, back when we did our last episode in June, you know, I was just so excited. I was so prosperous about, you know, this is what I love. This is what I want to do. I want to continue to do the podcast, even if, you know, where we, where we were at creatively was not 
you know, as a whole, I, I like to look at Anime Boys podcast as like a whole. Like, hey, as a whole, as a unit, it was not. We were losing things, and not, but in my mind, I was like, no, we can, we can still do it. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna hold on. And I went into it like guns ablaze, and I'm like, fuck yeah, we're gonna, you know, we're, we fucking got this, you know. But you know, realizing it is, it's very hard to create. And if anyone else is a creator out there, you know. When you get into dry spells or you get into writer's block, you, it's tough to get out of those. Now, mine just lasted maybe almost to a year. Um, and am I out of it? I don't know yet. But this is the attempt to get out of it, you know. Um, but a lot of stuff has happened. You know, life just fucking kicks your ass and you get into these weird spells of like, is what I'm creating good enough? Is what I'm doing good enough? And it becomes a drag, you know. Because if you listen to past episodes of the podcast, it's like, I want to watch movies. I want to watch all these new animes that I, I've discovered. And then when you, if you listen to the last episode we did in June, and you know, I was guns, abla- guns ablaze. And I was like, this is it. This is what I fucking love. I'm going to get back to the roots of it. And for a second, I really, really thought that I could. And I really thought that was it. But then as days and, and weeks went by, I felt like I was losing that passion to want to go discover things and watch this art form and, you know, that I loved growing up, you know, and I loved, you know, seeing these, you know, the voice actors, the music, the animation, the storytelling all come together into this beautiful fucking thing. And then I want to come talk about it. But then it's like, I just started to look at like, you know, Crunchyroll, I started to look at, older anime movies and I'm like it just it gave me anxiety for some reason and I don't know if that's like because that I love I want to go talk about it and it just turned me off to it so for six months I just contemplated I'm like what how can I use that passion for that and I need to do it I just kept on revisiting it every week I'm like all right this is how I want to do it we maybe we don't need to do the podcast maybe we can do this and that and this and that and it just kept dragging now, I will say some positives that came out of the six months because I always say when there's a depression period, when you go into these weird life cycles and you got to always go back and do it and like, hey, what was the positives that came out of that? Now, my positives was, you know, I met a lot of new people. I was exploring things. I was going out more. I was going to these events and, you know, that weren't even related to anime, just on, on a friend level. You know, and then I also, I, I put on an anime night as an attempt to, like, maybe spark it back up. And when I say anime night, you know, if anybody knows what, like, an emo night, you know, those kind of themed nights things are, I attempted to throw one as the podcast. It was the Anime Boys Podcast Presents Anime Night. We had Reed perform. I had three or four friends perform. We had tattoos. We had tarot card readings. We had Smash Bros. in the bar. And it was really beautiful and just felt really good to be in a room full of people that one appreciated the art form that I love two just to be in a room full of really great musicians and artists and then three just to be surrounded by some people that I knew and I knew for years and they were like deeply embedded into my friendship group and then random people that I met and we were able to kind of experience that and I I left you know, that night on a really good note, and I was like, I'm, we're on a high, like, this is it, this is the, this is how we get back into what I'm doing now, and, and, you know, that's, sometimes it doesn't work out like that, you know, and, you know, in this year to, you know, six months to a year, that's how I'll put it, you know, 
depression kicks in and, you know, I, I turned 30 in that time. And I think a lot of, you know, this is kind of going back into like the negatives parts of it. It's like stress, anxiety, you know, me and I'm, you know, I'll be very vulnerable right now, me wanting to prove myself and like, you know, because I have a lot of very talented friends. I have authors, I have producers, I have artists like as friends and they're so successful in their fields. And I always kind of like looked at myself as like, how do, you know, how do I fit into that? You know, how do I, where do I see myself in that realm of things? And I've struggled with that in the past year. Um, getting slightly emotional, it sucks, but. Um, yeah, no, but like when we first started the podcast like a year ago, it was, it was great, you know, and. Uh, sorry, it's like 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 I said, it, it is something very. It, it it it's a struggle, you know, and it's tough to 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 get out of that that kind of thing. Um. Sorry, I'm just kind of like collecting my words. I might keep this in. I might not. I don't know. Um. You know, when I started the podcast, like almost four years, five years ago now, Jesus. Um. You know, it was, I was touring, I was doing all this musician things before that, and I had that drive to want to, like, how else can I create, how can I elevate myself personally, you know, with, because I know inside myself, and I don't know if anyone else is, like, you can feel like you're like, oh, I can do more than what I'm doing now, I don't need to just go to work, go home and do this, you know, that's also why, like, I moved to Los Angeles, if, you know, I moved to Los Angeles coming on eight years, like, I sat back in Texas and was like, what more can I do, you know? And so, you know, when I came out here, there was a lot of music and I felt like, I felt complacent. I felt good within that realm of like my author friends, my producer friends, my, you know, everything like that. But then I wanted to elevate it more. And this is what this came out of. This is what this was born out of, you know? But then you find yourself dipping into it where it's like, okay, hey, I'm not motivated to do this. What's this? You know, you lose this, you lose that. Um, and then it turns, now it's at the point, it's like, where do I find myself in the realm of, you know, my really talented friends? And it, it's tough not to look at like that because you are you. You should only be worried about yourself. But, you know, it, and people say that. They're like, oh, don't worry about this. And it's really fucking hard not to because you're so proud of everybody. And you just want to be a part of it. You can support them. Do that. But it's like, how do I put myself into that? So another downside to that is, you know, and like I said, I don't know if anybody else experiences this when they go through, I'm going to say, like, depression episodes or, or periods. It's like you push people away and you push people out, you know. I have a really good friend, you know, I won't mention his name just for privacy privacy reasons, but, uh, you know, he keeps on and trying to invite me and include me and, you know, in, in topics and things that I love to do. Like, I want to do those things. Like, those are just general topics, like, you know, when we're, you know, we're going to go hang out and do these things that I love, I know I love to do, but it's like, I get into this anxiety of like, when you're in a group of people, they're like, and especially like in LA, and I know it's, his friend group is not that, it's just, I've projected my anxiety onto that, it is, 
oh, what do you do? Where's this at? Oh, I thought you were doing this. I thought you were doing that. And then you have no fucking answer for them. And it sucks. Because you want to give them the answer because there's that drive in you that you can give that answer. But then there's not that follow-up. So that that has been something that I've struggled with for the past like six months to a year. But I know that I, you know, I've lost contact with a lot of friends that, you know, and I am slowly trying to rebuild that up. And, you know, so that that's kind of what's been going on. I'm sorry I just wasted everyone's, you know, however. If you listen this far, you know, thank you. You guys are great. Um, yeah, you know, like I said, with, with the Anime Boys podcast, we just, we wanted, like, this is just, I just love to do it. I love to talk about anime. And then you sit there and you get, you know, stressed out. Like, how can we make it great? How can we do this? And then, And then you find yourself, like, overthinking it. And, you know, it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough to get out of that, but I'm trying to slowly get out of that. Hopefully this will project it and move it forward. Um, we're hoping so, but you know, like I said, thank you guys for joining us. Thank you for listening this far. If you're brand new, go back, listen to other episodes. We got movie reviews. We, you know, me, Reed and Rose, some of my best friends in the world. We've talked about anime for years, arguments agreements all of it me my friend aj uh abe jay we've all back in the day we you know past episodes go check them out we did movie reviews just catching up on games everything um now i will say like i just you know for the past 12 minutes felt like i was getting anxiety to watch anime now there's been things that i have been watching i have been seeing kind of you know as like, you know, I want to sit down and watch series. I want to watch all that. So hopefully I'll be able to get back into that. But here are some things that I've actually, you know, I've been watching recently and, you know, trying to kind of get back into that. A um, little bit like in the Star Wars realm. And, you know, Star Wars has been a huge part of my life. And I feel like it's it's made a resurgence in the past since COVID just because, you know, Mandalorian, Book Fett, you know, they have the Rebels was awesome even before the pandemic. Bad Batch that came out during the pandemic. Uh is is amazing i know it's not anime but if you watch that show and watch the animation style jesus christ dave filoni he did who's kind of taking the helm on these like you know star wars shows on disney plus like the mandalorian he wrote a lot of that directed a lot of kind of overseeing that with john favreau um you know bad batch pretty much overview we're in season two uh spoiler alerts clones go against everybody and uh, all the Jedi, but there was a group of them that were kind of like, they weren't the perfect clones. They were kind of this bad batch, but they didn't get the uh, orders to go to order 66, uh, which turned them against the Jedi for the empire. Um, so this is their story where they have another clone. Uh, and it's just them, you know, chase, like, you know, getting away from the empire, um, you know, cause the empire is like, Oh, these are rogue fucking clones. Uh, but season two has come out recently, in the, and we're doing it episode by episode every week. Uh, the difference, I guess I bring this up just because, one, the animation style is amazing. There's these just like, there's shots in the Bad Batch when you watch them and they're doing a panning shot. My, your eyes and the way you perceive it is, it's like you're watching real film. It, it's insane what they've done with that. Uh, you know, but like I said, with season one, they're on the run from the Empire. They escape the Empire at the end of it. Spoiler alerts, but um, it was very canonical in the first season. Like, everything was connected. And then 
one thing I've noticed in season two is, and you see mixed reviews on this, like in the community where it's like, oh, there's too many side quests. There's too many side episodes. What's the point of it? I'm like, I believe it's like a fresh, it's like fresh air. You know, it's like, you don't need these huge canon episodes. And I'll, I'll, I'm going to put a pin in that because I'll, what I was saying, you know, you, it's just good storytelling. It's great animation. It's great. You know, in general, I'm, you're watching Star Wars. There's like this like lore of it all that just keeps on. And what Dave Filoni's done with that show is he's just keeps pulling all these like very weird Star Wars non-canon things and throwing them in canon. And it's not like these characters are jumping in. It's like little, little things. Like a, there's, in I want to say two, three episodes ago, there was a scene where they, Bad Batch goes to a planet. They're hired to, there's a crap, like, they needed to recover something. They were hired to recover something. And pretty much this giant monster pops out of the fucking mountain. And it, there, the, where the planet was, what it looked like, it looked like something that the Sith would use. And then there's an unused, and then you start to realize that Dave Filoni pulled that monster from a small line that came from an unreleased, unreleased uh clone wars episode which he also worked on back in 2000 i want to say like early mid 2000s which dave filoni worked on that which kind of brought this whole like star wars animation like resurgence back that's like okay cool we you need to pay attention to star wars animation um you know there's an unused clip of clone wars that got released like on some dvd or you know i think even online where yoda says oh when the sith and the jedi used to battle years ago before what we know it is it now they were using these weapons and that's what that was it was a old sith weapon but it's like little things like that and he's able to do that and throw these in these shows because i feel like there's a stipulation with like the movies you know actual live action movies and shows you gotta pick and choose what you can throw in there you know it's like was it a throwaway line was it unused and i feel like you can do that in these small animated shows um which is awesome, you know, and I, I that's why I love this show so much. Um, so, yeah, Bad Batch is something I'm definitely, definitely kept up with. Um, and, you know, something that I've also, it's, I'll stick on my Star Wars topic a little bit. Um, I, when I started watching Bad Batch, I was like, all right, cool. I know where that throwaway line came from. <laughs> and I'm going to say this now. I call myself a little bit of a liar. If you met me, talked to me, met me at a, you know, a bar, we've ever had conversations about Star Wars. I would say to you, hey, I've seen everything that Star Wars has ever aired, ever. I'm talking uh, I'm talking Christmas specials. I'm talking the Ewok movies. I'm a little bit of a liar. I After watching Bad Batch, I was like, ah, you know what? It's finally time to, to make it true and watch all these things. So I started to go back um, because, you know, now I want to watch all these things because I'm like, okay, cool. All these shows are slated to come. What's going to be pulled from these? Could he pull anything from these? Because in Boba Fett, which is a live the live action show that came out, I want to say late last year, um, Boba Fett's using the spear, and you never see that spear in any iteration of Boba Fett, like live action wise. But you saw him use that spear in his first ever appearance from a short animated clip, uh, which that's what I kind of started watching. It's like you know the Wookie Wookie something. I can't get the name correct right now, but you watch that came out in like the early 80s late 70s i think a little bit between 
uh, episode four and five, um, and he uses a spear. And he's like riding this like dragon type thing, and they do that in Boba Fett. So it's like, okay, cool. I gotta go back, and I gotta fucking watch all these like small little things. It's like, what else is he gonna pull? What else are they gonna do? I don't want to be caught off guard. I want to. I don't want to be the guy that has to like, you know, I, I want to know. I can be that annoying guy when you're watching a show and you're like, oh, there it is. I know that. You know, I, I want to be that annoying guy. Um, but going back and watching all those like animated like late seventies, early eighties between episodes four, five, and six. They were, so, I think they're amazing. Dialogue's a little off, uh, but animation styles is weird, acid, kind of just that fits that time frame. Um, it, it, it's great. You know, now I think Mark Hamill, you know, all those people, I, you know, Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford, I think there was a couple of them they, they actually voiced. I think they might have voiced all of them. I'm not 100% sure, but the ones that I saw, I could tell that was Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, and, and uh, Carrie Fisher. Um, so yeah, I recommend going back and watching all those. If you want to be super caught up and you know, you want to know exactly like, you don't want to, you know, if you want to see like, Oh, R2D2 did this and they're going to, you know, do this. You want to know, I would recommend going watching those. The Ewok movies though that I did watch, I do not recommend it. The, the dialogue was bad. There are scenes in there that the Ewok speaking English and it's like, when did he, why can he only communicate with this other human character? Uh, it's a good watch if you want to watch it. It felt very like, because Star Wars always kind of had, like when you watch episode four, five, and six that came out in the 70s and 80s, it kind of had this like magic to it. And then there was always like these copycats like after it, and you would watch these sci-fi films. Not copycats, but like you know, you would they, people were trying to capture that like magic of Star Wars back in the day. That just it didn't hit right when you watch it. You're like, I'm watching. It just didn't feel right. But then there was these Ewok movies that came in between that, which it felt like George Lucas wrote, directed all that. You know, Lucas Films was a part of that. It felt like it was being push too hard but then the other movie came out and that magic was brought back so he's that's why he doesn't like to talk about them that's where they come out of the vault um i think that's what it says on disney plus they, they won't put this the the uh christmas special the ewok or the uh wookie uh christmas special for some reason but they'll put these on there which they're equally as terrible on a dialogue level and you know but they've become cult classics so definitely like i said go watch them just for your own sake and just to be like you can you know you can find things in there that maybe they'll put in the shows and you'll be able to, to catch up on it. Um, a couple other things that I've gotten really into because I, I mentioned I turned 30 back uh, this past January. Um, and I, I've mentioned it before, if you listen to past episodes, I really got into Yu-Gi-Oh! I got really back into Yu-Gi-Oh! But to the point now in the six months to a year... I started playing Master Duel or Duel Masters, and you know, at first I sat there and I was just like getting the, the getting the structure decks, and I hated getting my ass kicked. I hated getting my ass kicked because I was just playing for fun. But I'm like, when you go onto these live rooms, you know, if if you're playing at two a.m., you know, in you know, North America time, two a.m., other half of the world is just going to sleep so there it's it's you can tell when people from across the world are playing and i can feel like you know there was just a skill level that was not being met and i sat there and i built a deck i built a deck and i'll break this down a little bit more in future episodes 
built a burner deck, a uh, Time Lord deck, pretty much overview, Yu-Gi-Oh! nerds out there. Like I said, I'll break this down in future episodes. Play a monster. You attack me no matter what. I can't be destroyed. No card effects. You lose 2,000 life points. You know, so my job in my deck was just to burn, burn, burn. Now, telling that if that was somebody as a Yu-Gi-Oh! player, you know that's kind of a, sh- a bitch move. And I took that bitch move because I know that I wanted to continuously win and go up to ranks. Um, so I, as of right now, I am on diamond level, which is I think is like the second to highest level you can be in that game. Um, but it's fun. It, it's kept me like I'm learning more rules of it. I'm learning you know, strategies, and it's kind of just kept my brain engaged, but it's been, it's been fun, but one thing kind of diving more into the Yu-Gi-Oh community, like watching, you know, just creators in, in that space is, you know, the culture has changed a little bit. You see these people go to, like, TCG tournaments and all this stuff, and it's just still on another level. That's why I like playing Duel Masters. I like playing those games, because you're kind of on your own pace, and, you know, you don't spend thousands of dollars on cards. And these games do have that inbuilt, like, you can pay to get better cards or better booster packs. But I've, to this date, and I will not do that, um, I just continue to get more gems, which is like an in, in-game way to continually move up and buy new cards. Um, so that's also been good. You know, like I said, and I'll keep you guys more updated on that because, like I said, I just continue to get better. And when I hit that next level after Diamond... I'll give you my my gamer tag, and we y'all just come for me. Um, last kind of thing, like I said, still trying to get back into more anime. Attack on Titan has finally come back for the final part uh, of the series. It's going to be the last. I, I'm going to put this as an overview. Last series, um, but they're breaking into two parts: hour long specials, chapter one, chapter two. We are finally after the rumbling, Aaron and just eradicating uh, the Marlians. He is eradicating them. But you have, um, you know, the Eldians, which is everyone's on Paradise Island. Like, you have, everybody's, the rumblings happened. They're like, why did we have to do this? Aaron's like, this is just what it is. You know, he sees the hate that his entire people have gotten for, you know, generations. He's like, how do we stop it? You know? They didn't. He didn't want to take the euthanization that um, you know that he wanted. That you know the the first euthanization plan was like, hey, we're going to euthanize all the Marlins. Do that. No one can reproduce. We'll live on our own paradise island for years. Blah blah blah. No, well, the Marlins were going to come for them anyway. They were going to come for them anyway. So Aaron's like, cool. Found you know, uh, find the Beast Titan. Found the because he's got the bloodline. Founder Titan. The rumbling starting, right? So basically all these, you know, giant titans that were living in the mountains, they were living in the walls, basically going straight to Marlin. And I loved about this because, one, you know, uh, the animation on this is fucking insane. I'm just talking about, like, if you've seen it already, the first part of Chapter 1 that came out a couple days ago um, on March 4th, uh, the first fucking 10 minutes were just carnage of him just wrecking as because it, in the I'll set the scene for you if you haven't seen it yet, is just giant colossal titans just walking like it is just walking like to through water to the other side of the world to destroy millions and millions of people but you have now you have you know everyone in the scout regiment you know Levi everybody is like 
all right, how do we stop Aaron? How do we do this? And their whole idea, and I guess it's an overview because he's the founding Titan now. He has control over all Titans. They're like, we need to talk to him. And I love the way they set this up is because they're trying to get in front of him. So, And the whole thing is the Marleyan army that is being attacked and also the scouts that are trying to stop him as well. And I didn't realize this, that there wasn't plain technology in this universe yet. So they're like, oh, cool. We have this flying boat carrier thing. If we can get above him, we'll drop bombs on him. In the dozen working. But they're like, all right, we'll get to talk to him. But then you start to realize, you know, because he is the founding Titan now, he can communicate with them. He can control them all all that they want. But he's giving them free will because he's just like, He's like, hey, you are my people. This wasn't, it isn't, I'm not here to destroy you. I'm here to destroy the people that have been oppressing us and, you know, torturing us for generations, years, years, years. The reason we're in this shithole now. Um, so there was a really cool scene when Aaron, you know, they're trying to devise a plan to stop him. But he, you know, when he wants to communicate with them on this kind of telepathic level, they kind of go into this like open sand world where he found Ymir and you know so he's controlling the titan from there um he is basically like hey this is just what it is i'm giving you free will because that's what we're supposed to be free we're not supposed to be controlled or oppressed or anything i'm giving you free will and he's like if you really want to stop me if you really want to stop me you're gonna have to kill me and armin is like i won't do that you know we and we're we are gonna we're going to find another way. We're going to talk to you. Um, a couple sad things that came from this episode. Hanj, uh, she was the scout regiment leader after, you know, she was kind of controlling everything. Her love for Titans. She wanted to progress, like, why Titans did what they did and blah, blah, blah. She was always interested, like, you know, all right, we're in the shithole. We're all, we all come from Titans. We've been oppressed. But it's like, all right, cool. I'm the leader of the scout regiment but I'm still interested in why Titans are the way they are. So I loved, you know, even though she was like, I'm going to sacrifice myself to give you guys more time to get out of here. Because like I was saying, they're in front of the rumbling. They got in front of it, but the rumbling finally catches up to them. And now they have to get out of their haunch, sacrifices herself to kind of give them more time. Um, but there was that cool scene where it's just like, she's sacrificing herself. And, you know, even though she's going to battle dying, He's still saying Titans are so unique. They're so interesting. They're so this and they're so that. Um, so I did love to see that. Even though when she did did die in the episode, you kind of see her with all her past, uh, you know, all all of her past, like, friends and everyone that was in the Scout Regiment, you see them all kind of get together and they're all talking like, hey, you, you did what you had to do, and, and we're here, which I feel like that kind of is foreshadowing, not foreshadowing, but kind of like proving to the point, like, hey, all Marleans who are the Titans are connected in a way. They're all connected because they all come from Ymir um, in a bloodline, um, which Ymir was the founding Titan. She was tortured for, you know, ever, you know, but she ended up getting the Titan power. I've explained in past episodes. Um the cons to this episode, though, like I said, this is great. We're in finally in the we're finally in the home stretch. Two cons, right? One con: there was a lot of dialogue where every character just kept on saying, 
they 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 had to kill a lot of their own people because when Aaron was kind of devising the plan to, you know, start the rumbling, a lot of the Marlians, their own people, joined Aaron and they had to fight to the death. And pretty much a lot of there was a lot of like you know Marlians versus Marlians, Scout Regiment versus Scout Regiment. So they just there was a little bit of that. It was so fucking long. They just kept saying like. Oh, we did this. We did that. Like, I feel so bad. We have to. Con- and there was like a ten minutes of them just con- like, you know, atoning for their like their sins, saying sins. I'm like, all right, I get it. You did what you had to do. Let's fucking move on. We gotta, you know, blah blah blah. There's bigger things to fry. You know, bigger things to do. Um, so that was my con for it. I mean, it's not really a con. Like I said, the episode was great. Animation was great. Um, yeah, I'm excited. My other con, my last con with it is that and I feel like everyone in the community has kind of agreed with this a little bit. Um, they could have broken this up. They, we could have had six seasons of Attack on Titan by now, but we've only gotten four with the last one being part going into two parts with two-hour-long specials. We could have gotten six seasons out of this motherfucker. We could have gotten... They could have stretched the shit out of this, you know. And like I said, I'm also not a manga reader, so I do not know where this is going. I don't know how it ends. I, I've, I've avoided how it ends. I haven't read anything, and I don't want to read it. Um, just because I want to be surprised and I want to see, because I did rumor that they were going to do a different anime ending to it. Not 100% sure on that, that that's how it was going to go. Um, and also Crunchyroll was like really lagging on dropping it as well because they were scared of the servers dropping. Because it was huge. I mean, I just felt like they didn't put it out at midnight. It came out at a certain time. That was my only con I mean, because I woke up in the morning because I was waiting until midnight, didn't come out, had to wait, you know, blah, 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 blah. Petty things. Um, Other than that, you know, like I said, I am... I'm trying to get back into watching. Just I want to watch more stuff. Like Chainsaw Man is out now. Second season of Spy X Family is out as well. You know, I do want to watch more of those, but I also just want to get back into watching movies. I, I... you know, I watched film Red that One Piece came out with. I watched Super Saiyan uh, or Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Watch that. I have a lot of things on that. And I've watched those. I want to do full episodes on that. So this is kind of my intro to get back into this, you know, and hopefully I will. You know, I've said it before and, you know, and hopefully this will be another another stab at the Anime Boys podcast because, like, I, you know, I was saying in the, in the earlier in the episode, and if you've gotten this far fucking love you to death love you all um this is just fun for me i love the art form i love all of i love the art form i love everything that goes into making that and i love to talk about it i love to watch it i want to talk about it more and this is kind of what the podcast was built at so maybe we can get back to like kind of that roots where it's you know just enjoying that art form um but i'm gonna wrap it up now um, it's been a weird five years. We've been doing this five years now. Um, there are old episodes. If you go back, listen, go take a look at them. Let me know what your favorite one is, where maybe we, you say, Hey, go re-review this, go re-watch this. Maybe I can see it in a different light now. Um, but again, I just want to say thank you. Thank you to anybody that's listened, checked in on me. I haven't checked back in on you. That's that is something that I am working on, trying to reconnect with people that have been there for me, you know, and been there for have 
always shown interest in the things that I'm doing like this and, and other things in my life. You know, it's something I'm working trying to reconnect with people. Um, yeah, I just want to say thank you guys. You guys are awesome. You made it this far. Fuck yeah. Thank you. We will see you next time.